Welcome to another episode. My name is Jose Naharo, and today we're going to take a look at AMD's earnings. So let's get started. The first thing we want to take a look at is just to see how this company is doing after reporting its earnings. And unfortunately, it's down 4.4%. That 4.4% though, definitely is not much when this company in the past month has gone up in the past six months has gone up about 80% and in the past month has gone up about I want to say close to 10% so that 4% down at the moment does not look as scary if you have been a long-time investor in this company even a six-month investor in this company it has not seen you're you're not that worried about this drop so let's take a look at what happened so the first thing we're going to take a look at is non-gap earnings per share for quarter four was 32 cents and it beat by one penny then we have gap earnings per share which was 15 cents and it missed by 11 cents but that missed by 11 cents is actually a good thing in my mind well, i'll talk about it later but it's not that bad um, as it shows right here revenue was 2.13 billion dollars and it's up 50 percent year to year and it beat by 20 million unfortunately shares are down about four percent so before we we take a look at their shareholder letter i also wanted to take a look at what the expected annual revenue was expected for uh, for amd and it was 6.71 billion dollars so 6.7 billion dollars was expected for the annual of 2019 so let's take a look at amd so amd record annual revenue was 6.73 billion dollars so it did be expected revenue for the annual of the year by 0.02 billion dollars so this was a record quarterly revenue at sitting at 2.13 billion dollars and it was a record annual revenue sitting at 6.73 billion dollars like i mentioned right this quarter is sitting at 2.13 billion dollars operating income was 348 million dollars net income was 170 million dollars i remember when this company had no net income and now it's making 170 million dollars it's definitely crazy how much a company can change in about two to three years earnings per share is about 15 cents but like i mentioned right this is something we're going to take a look at and that 15 cents even though it did miss i don't think it's a bad thing so revenue like i said 2.13 billion dollars quarter four of 19 Quarter four of 18 was $1.42 billion. Um, so that's up 50%. Gross margins are up about seven, 700 basis points. So 45% uh, gross margin this quarter compared to the same time last year at sitting at 38%. And we're going to talk about where this revenue and where this gross margin growth came from. Right now, I just want a quick overview of what's happening. Operating expense this year, we're sitting at 601 million dollars this quarter compared to 509 million dollars last quarter the same time last year and that's up about 92 million dollars and i want to take a look if that increase is coming from research and development because like if you guys have just seen my apple video that i posted probably an hour or two ago one thing i do care about is research and development and i feel like companies like these need to focus heavily on research and developments to make sure they continue to provide the best product so we'll take a look to see where that rev that expense is also coming from net income is sitting at 170 million this quarter compared to same time last year of 38 million dollars and it's up 132 million dollars earnings per share this quarter were 0.15 cents compared to same time last year of 0.4 cents up 11 cents 
Now let's take a look at the annual form. So in annual revenue is $6.73 billion, up 4% compared to the same time last year. Gross margins is at 43%, up five points. Last year was 38%. So we're seeing an increase in gross margins in both quarterly and annually. Great thing. And they, we'll talk about, like I mentioned, we'll talk about that in a bit. Operating expenses is up this quarter, this year sitting at $2.3 billion. Last year was sitting at $2 billion. So like, again, I want to make sure where this expense is coming from. Is it coming from research and development? Has research and development increased? Net income this year was $341 million. Last year sitting at $337 million. It's only up $4 million. But if I remember correctly, I could be 100% wrong here. They did have some form of one-time payment last year that helped them get that, that annual net income pretty high last year. Earnings per share were 30 cents this year compared to 32 cents last year. So we can see it's pretty flat in net income, pretty flat in earnings per share, up 4% in revenue. 4% in year-to-year -year revenue is not that big. And we, I can see why this company is, is definitely seeing um, definitely seeing some share drop. I, I do think, right, for, for that big price jump to have happened in the past few months, one expects a higher year-to-year -year growth. Now let's take a look at that quarter four re re results. Like I mentioned, revenue is $2.13 billion, up 50%. And the main things driving it were the computing and graphics segments. And for those that don't know, the computing and graphics segments includes their CPU and their, um, their GPUs, Radeon. Next, let's talk about income improvement. Remember this year was, this quarter was 348 million. Compared to the same time last year, $28 million. And the main reason for this improvement in income is just the revenue growth and the ramp of higher margin products. So the products that they're delivering now compared to the same time last year are being are, are, are higher margins compared to the products sold last year. Cash and cash equivalents for this company is sitting at $1.5 billion. That's I think the highest this company has ever had is cash. I remember a year ago, this comp about two, three years ago, this company made it sure that the thing they wanted to do is to always have at least $1 billion in cash, which I thought was such a great thing. And look at that. Right now, they're sitting at $1.5 billion compared to $1.2 billion at the end of last quarter. Principal debt this quarter alone was, re was, was reduced by $524 million. Um, we'll take a look at their balance sheet. That's a lot of their debt reduced. But when they pay a debt, sometimes it comes with some gap losses. And it came with a gap loss of $128 million. And for that reason, we saw that wasn't the only reason, but that definitely helps um, help that earnings per share miss because it provided with gap losses of $128 million. We'll take a look at how many, let's take a look if they have how many uh, quarters that is, how many... So 128 million in debt loss in debt redemptions conversion estimated 10 cents of earnings per share loss. So 10 cents of, of earnings per share loss would have given this company a earnings per share of what would have been earnings per share of sorry, let me scroll up. Earnings per share of at least 25 cents, which would have been closer to their 32 rate. So like I mentioned, right, just even though they missed their earnings per share mark, it was for a good reason. They used that money to pay to pay some debt down, um, which is I, I thought was a smart move. 
Free cash flow was at 400 million this quarter compared to 79 million a year ago. So in my mind, right, I, I definitely think this is a great company, but I do think for me as a position right now, the company is moving in the right direction. But I feel like all these right directions have been priced in to some extent. So for me, I don't think seeing this, I'm going to continue. I won't, I won't increase my position anytime soon, but I definitely will not sell up my position anytime soon. I'm going to hold and just ride this wave and increase my position as I see a little more growth coming in. But at the moment, I think I'm fine with where I'm at. All right, so now let's take a look at this company's revenue breakdown. So this company pretty much has two revenues. It has computing and graphic segments, and then it has enterprise. It actually has three. The other one is all other, but all other doesn't really count. It's just everything else. The two main ones, like I said, are computing, graphic segments, um, the computing graphics, and the enterprise and better and semi-custom um, semi segments. So the two, the computing and graphics, those are where the CPUs and the GPUs are. The enterprise embedded and semi-custom, that's where their Epic servers are at. And, and uh, any, any semi-custom chips that they have. And these are usually the ones in video games. So now that we've broken down what they are, let's take a look at how they've done. So for this quarter of $2.13 billion, over, uh, over 50%, almost over 75% was made up of computing and graphics segment. That made up $1.6 billion of total revenue, and it was up 69% year over year, and it was driven primarily by strong sales of their Ryzen processors and their Radeon gaming GPUs. One thing, they are seeing average selling price up this year compared to the same time last year, and that's pretty impressive, right? Usually when things are, are in, in term years, when they're in service for some time, you, you see the average sell price go down. But here, it seems that their average selling price are going up. So that's just helping out the margins in this. GPU average selling price were up year to year. And again, this is driven by higher channel sales. Next, we're taking a look at their second segment of revenue, which is the enterprise embedded and semi-custom segment. And this was 465 of that $2.1 billion, 465 million. And it's up 7% year to year and is driven by higher sales of their Epic processors. And it was partially offset by lower semi-custom sales. So this I think is pretty impressive, right? So they, they're having up 7% because they're up on their Epic processor sales, but something is bringing them down, right? The semi-custom sales are bringing them down, but we're starting, eventually we're gonna see this with the new, with the new game consoles coming up, we're gonna see this semi-custom sales also increase so I'm pretty sure we're gonna start seeing a stronger revenue in enterprise and embedded semi-customs in the next year. So now let's talk about the annual results. Like I mentioned, $6.73 billion this year, 4% year-to-year growth. I honestly would wish to have seen better year growth, 4% revenue growth is, is not that big in my mind, but I know last year was a huge, was a huge year for the company um, with all the Bitcoin and all the Bitcoin mining going on, they were selling ridiculous amount of, of products during the first half of last year. But they say that the biggest, the 4% year-over-year growth was driven by higher revenue in the computing and graphics segment. Again, that Ryzen CPU and those Radeon GPUs are driving this companies to increase their growth in revenue. Gross margin was 43% this year compared to 38% last year. Again, an increase driven that the Ryzen and Epic products have better gross margin sales than their previous products they've ever sold. 
for the whole year this one is pretty important for the whole year this company paid off about 960 million dollars of debt and remember paying off this debt sometimes comes with some form of loss and it came with a gap loss of 176 million dollars free cash flow was 276 million for the year compared to negative i repeat negative 129 million same time last year so now let's take a look at what this company estimates to make for the first quarter of 2020 revenue is expected to be 1.8 billion dollars plus or minus 50 million dollars and the increase is approximately 42 percent growth year over year and i just want to take a look i think amd's quarter one revenue is usually one of the weakest normally right there is not much not many sales happening um during quarter one there's right in quarter four we have christmas sales in quarter three we have prepping for for the holidays in quarter two we have kids coming out of school so a lot of people are buying computers and stuff like that but quarter one there's not much happening here so it's pretty good that you normally quarter one is the weakest so if that's the weakest then i'm, I'm expected to have a pretty strong year for amd they say that the year-over-year -year increase is expected to be driven by strong growth on the ryzen and epic and radium product sales all right next for the full year this company is expected to go up 28 to 30 percent um compared to 2019 so that's a strong growth right 28 to 30 percent let's take a look at what kind of numbers that would be so here let's do 6.73 times 1.9 which would be 29 percent increased growth would give this company about 8.68 billion dollars of revenue for next year and what is expected 8.63 billion dollars is expected for for next year so a little bit over if they only make 29%, if they make 30, it would definitely be. And usually sometimes you see a little bit of, of conservative values when they give it. So we can see even a stronger year for AMD. So now let's continue to take a look at these companies number and let's take a look at the income statement. And we talked already, took a look, a look, we took a look at everything here from net revenue. The only one I really wanted to see was research and development. And same time last year, this company paid about $371 million in research and development. And right now it's sitting at 395. So there was a small increase in research and development, but I definitely would like to see this continue to grow higher quarter over quarter. Next, let's take a look at this company's balance sheet. Cash and cash equivalent, same time last year was $1.1 about $1 billion. Right now it's sitting about about $1.5 billion. Huge increase in cash. Accounts receivable is a little bit higher, about $600 million. Last year was $1.2 billion. This year was $1.8 billion. But they sold more products, so obviously you would expect a higher accounts receivable. Inventories are kind of a little bit higher this year, but if they're expecting a stronger first year, a stronger first quarter than they had last, quarter, last first quarter, you would expect inventories to be higher as well. So total current assets is sitting about a $1 billion higher this quarter compared to same time last year. Right now it's at $4.6 billion. Same time last year was about $3.55 billion. Total assets, um, there's not many much to talk about their total assets. Their total assets increased about $1.5 billion. But remember, we see about $1 billion of that came from total current assets. The rest are a little bit sprinkled here and there. Um, and but nothing nothing major to talk about next let's move to this company's liability statement 
here we see the accounts payable this quarter was a tiny bit higher but again that makes sense if this company sold is buying sold more products it means it bought more products from its suppliers so you would expect higher accounts payable this quarter um, and sitting about $150 million more this quarter, sitting at $988 million. Total current liabilities this quarter compared to the same time last year is sitting at $2.35 billion compared to about $2 billion last year. Again, these numbers, it is an increase, but they're not an increase that worries me. And the reason is they sold more products this quarter compared to the same time last quarter. So because of that, they had they had to buy more inventory. If they had to buy more inventory, it means that they had to pay a little bit more to their to their suppliers. And sometimes it also depends on how long it takes for them to pay their suppliers. So like I said, the, the total current liability sometimes it usually fluctuates a little bit up and down. As long as that fluctuation is not huge, it's not something to really be worried about. This is what makes me happy right now. What I'm gonna say right now long-term debt last year was 1.1 billion dollars right now this company is sitting at less than 500 million dollars of long-term debt and as long as this company does not continue to increase its debt this company will work wonders in my opinion this company has enough cash now to pay off its long-term debt three folds right now sitting at what 1.5 billion dollars so it can pay its long-term debt three times and this this now this is starting to look like a really strong company and it, it's pretty crazy right i i enjoy because amd was one of my first companies that i i looked at right when i first started amd was one of my first companies and i always thought i it's crazy seeing their long-term debt being at about two billion dollars and then sitting at less than 500 billion dollars in cash and throughout the quarters there's you're seeing that shift and shift and shift so this is definitely what tells you that fundamental analysis can definitely help you find the company that will do wonders in the next year. Unfortunately, for me personally, I, I still I think the price is a little high for my taste to increase my position in AMD, but it is definitely one that I am not intending to sell anytime soon. Whew, now let's take a look at their cash flow statement. In their cash flow statement, operating activities this year were $442 million for the quarter compared to $493 last quarter. Um, so we can see a decrease in there. I want to take a look at their 10Q report when they posted. Sometimes these companies wait about a month or uh, uh, a week or two before they actually post their, their 10Q reports. So we'll take a look at that. Um, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I already said right amd to me is a great company but now it's def for me for me personally it's a little too overpriced for me to jump in right now um but like i said i am not going to sell any of my position and i'm just going to continue to ride this wave so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode take care see you next time and tomorrow we have some big companies i think we have boeing and ea games i think tomorrow that i want to take a look at and do a video on so take care guys see you next time and make sure to subscribe.